I'm Sarah Ostazewski. I'm currently living in Flagstaff, Arizona, um, and I'm running Grand to Grand in 2024 and really looking forward to something different, new challenge. Um, yeah, it looks like an epic event, so excited to hop on board. Yeah, you've definitely had like a string of, um, I don't know, long races. You've done really well these long races, so do you want to kind of talk about that? Like you did Cocodona, you've done a bunch of hundreds and stuff, so yeah, what's kind of your background? Yeah, I feel like I kind of actually have had a pretty steady progression in increasing distance. I started with um, a 60K. My sister and I actually did our first ultra. It was like central southern Indiana, um, a 60K, Potato Creek. The race doesn't happen anymore. But yeah, we hopped into that because someone um, in our hometown thought we'd think it's a cool event so um we had heard about all like i had heard about ultras before that and it was kind of a goal to to jump into that scene but at the time like in 2014 15 in indiana like everything it was word of mouth like i didn't have really any sources to be looking up all these um tips or races or anything like that or really i really anyone in the community again it was like a woman in our hometown who suggested the 60k so that kind of started everything um yeah from there i like i immediately after that race pretty much moved to portland oregon and really got into into the scene because it's it is a running mecca there's a great trail running community and um a lot of good events out there in the pacific northwest so yeah i went from 60k to i think a 50 miler that fall and then 100k and then kind of just um kept doing races and things that were of interest to me or things that people recommended um, yeah, and did as much as possible. I like to race a lot and have a hard time not doing something if someone suggests it. So, um, yeah, eventually got into like 100s and 24 hour races, um, just out of curiosity. Uh, I think, you know, triple digit distance is pretty cool. Um, yeah, just to see what you can do in a certain time frame or can you cover it? that many miles in one go uh it's always been just really intriguing so yeah steady progression i would say i've done cocodona 250 three times now <laughs> which um yeah i gotta branch out and try a different 200 i think but um same thing uh when aeroviper announced that race i was just like this sounds like something totally new kind of out of my comfort comfort zone for sure and uh I was interested in a multi-day thing, so I signed up without thinking too much about it um, that first year in 2021, and um, had bigger goals for the next two two years of racing that. Um, but yeah, I think I've learned a lot, and I think now, you know, that's a supported event. It's a lot of miles, it's a lot of hours out there, but it's supported, and you have aid stations every so often. Um, I think for Cocodona, the aid stations actually aren't that far apart. Um, I was out at Moab 240 this this fall, and uh, the aid stations, like cruise spots, are very far apart. So, <laughs> yeah, different challenges within, you know, supported events like that. But, um, yeah, I think I'm just looking for the next challenge and i think grand to grand kind of offers that it's a different i think for the terrain different skill set a bit maybe different strategy and if you go unsupported you're carrying everything like you're you don't have crew out there to help you um you don't have cozy cots in in an aid station <laughs> to help you you have to bring a sleeping bag and sleeping pad so um 
yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big challenge. I think I'll have to dig into a lot of things and talk with some good friends and resources to kind of figure out, you know, what that what that pack looks like for the week. But yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be way different than something like Cocodona. That was fun to be at MLab 240 a few weeks ago with Jeff Peltier because here in Grand Grand, like that's where we actually met, like I think six or seven years ago. And just the differences in the races, because like he did well at Grand to Grand, and then Moab obviously did well also. But like they're just so different. Where like one you're just okay, you run at the light pack. The other one you're carrying everything for the week. And like I think I don't remember how much weight he lost at Grand to Grand, but it was a considerable amount because he he structured his calories based off of whatever. And then he's like, man, I lost like a lot of weight. And he's not like a big dude. Wow. He's, he's pretty thin as well. But then at Moab, he just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate the whole time where he eventually was just like, I'm so sick of eating. This is an eating race. And I'm just like so burned out on eating food. But obviously you're hungry. You need to eat. And so he was, this is kind of funny. Like the differences between a race that is a similar distance, but how it's structured can dramatically change how you race and like obviously how you pack for it. Yeah, that's wild. I think that'll be my biggest, not, I don't want to say concern, but I think I'll need to look into what kind of food I'm bringing and yeah, just enough food for a week to actually feel good to run the way I want for, you know, every stage I've done. Yeah. I did trans Rockies this summer too. And I think that was, um, to me, it was like very manageable, um, the distance and everything each day. But for me, like, um, the course, like it was like mentally challenging, um, that structure where it's like you wake up early um for there you get on the shuttle you get to the start you have you run, do the race uh do the distance um you know take the shuttle back get your shower before it gets too crowded go back for dinner like it was a very it's uh such a structured like routine for the week and like that is also i think challenging it's you have to be um ready to go every single morning so yeah kind of looking forward to that i think it'll be i mean grand to grand less it definitely less support. So it's like, I think it'll be interesting to just see um, how it feels to be doing that for seven days, you know, kind of a slightly more on your own time, you know, with, with, you don't have, they're not setting up tents for you, bringing all your own stuff. So um, yeah, definitely different type of mental challenge on top of the physical challenge and like gear, um, knowing what to bring and how much food to, to bring. <laughs> yeah, the food part's always an interesting aspect because some people will just bring a, bring way too much food or not bring enough. And you got to kind of find that balance. And yesterday uh, or the other day, I did a podcast with Trevor Davenport, who ran this year. And he brought up uh, how people would, they brought way too much food. Then at certain points in the race, they were just trying to give it away because they're like, I don't want to carry these extra pounds of food with me every day. So like, when you, once you're halfway through, you kind of know like how much you're going to eat. And people were just like, just giving stuff away because they couldn't eat it. And then it was just too much weight to carry. So it's just, it's a fun game, I guess, the packing and the, and the logistics of, of this sort of race. Yeah, it's exciting that the packing or like the pack gets lighter as you go on. So in a way, it's like, okay, you can look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like the more you eat, the, the lighter your pack gets. Yeah, <laughs> right. The last day you can, you can maybe have hardly anything in your pack and just make it through. <laughs> Yeah, just run the last 10K, like, fasting yeah. or something on water. <laughs> right. Fast and light. Yeah. So this is kind of, like, not off topic, but 
why do you think it's important to do things that challenge you? Because you and your sister, I guess for people that don't know that are listening, your, your twin sister, Melissa, you guys have done various races over the years. Everyone knows about you here in Arizona because you, you guys do race a lot, which is, is fun. But like that progression of like a 60K like from like a very like standard quote unquote ultra to all the way up to Cocodona to running like Javelina, um, run around around all these like longer events. And now you're doing something that's just completely different where just like the planning is so important. Like not, I'm not saying that it's not important at Cocodona, but like the fact that you only have what you pack for the week. Like why is that important or why is that interesting to you to do something that's not just another 200 or just another 100? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I like to try different things. It's not like, I don't feel like I've figured out 100s or I think I was lucky with Cocodona, but it took me three years to kind of figure it out and run it the way I wanted to run it. So yeah, it's always like, what's going to be the new challenge? I don't feel like I have to, like some people I think like to, I don't want to say specialize, but you know, they like to do one thing maybe and, and keep like getting better and better to get their full potential there. And I like that too, but I also like to like mix it up and try different things. So it's not like I'm done with these more standard distances or races or whatever, but, um, this type of stage race, I think presents a lot of new challenges and pro like opportunity for problem solving. Um, and an entire week of running is really fun. Like, um, I wasn't out there for an entire week during, you know, Cocodona, but, um, I think it's, it's nice to have that opportunity to just, all you have to do is run essentially this, I think, like you mentioned, um, because of the gear and the self-supported aspect, um, carrying everything you need for the week all in one go, like definitely requires more prep, um, planning going into the event, which like for me, that'll be new. Like I haven't done a lot of, um, self-supported, you know, fast packing things. So, um, it's a new skill set that I've kind of been looking forward to getting more into like even after Trans Rockies or after Cocodona, um, just thinking about routes and things that I kind of have on the bucket list. Um, so yeah, new skill set that I'm kind of uh, looking forward to to um, learning and yeah, seeing how it plays out for a week. I guess thinking of the, the training then and the new skill sets you have to kind of develop for this. Like I, I know we're also 11 months out until the race, but have you spoken with your coach about how you want to train for this and and figure it out or you uh, have not told him yet <laughs> based off your uh, yeah, visual yeah, response I, right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we did talk about the 2024 schedule um but grand to grand at the time was not on the schedule so suddenly it's <laughs> on the schedule i added it in i think it actually fits nicely in between some other things i was planning so to me like it's again it's a it's a lot of miles it's going to be a big challenge but um yeah, I think it does fit nicely. And I think this the skill set and the adaptation, I think, coming out of this will be good for what I had planned afterwards. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. My coach also likes to problem solve and keep figuring things out with his athletes, <laughs> test some theories and see how, it, how, how things work out in the actual race environment. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun to kind of work through tr not only training but like the gear aspect for sure and like um being smart about hydration and, and food and calorie intake and all that so yeah looking forward to it i think he's uh stoked again i think he likes new things too i think he's always trying something different 
um, to challenge himself in his own racing. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it, I don't I don't think it'll be a problem. I think he'll be excited to to work up to this. Yeah, work on that mental plasticity there, right? Like new yeah. challenges are good for your brain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, how do you think your your training is going to evolve? Because, like, obviously, like you can go out and run fast for say, like, um, I don't know. Uh, Trans Rockies, like you were saying, you ran that earlier this year, and like you're out running all day with the minimal kit. But when you're running with a pack on, and it's like it's obviously just slower, just simply because of the like the weight you're carrying. So, do you think your training is going to change up quite a bit for that, as far as like your actual running pace and mileage, but then also maybe some strength training involved in there? Yeah, definitely strength training. I think it's just testing out the pack. I was actually looking at some some packs this morning <laughs> that might be good for this. I have some. You know, some fast packs, but it's like I've used them for day hikes. I haven't done fast packing. My plan for next summer anyway was to do some fast packing. So I think um, I'll have a lot of opportunities to kind of be training for this, thinking about grand to grand. Um, And this year, actually, I did so much, you know, hiking just because of what I was racing. So, yeah, don't have the speed right now anyway. (laughs) I think I'll, depending on what other things I'm racing, like next summer, we'll get that back. But yeah, I don't think it'll be a ton of like new, uh, different things for the way that I'm training. Um, I like hiking. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking into some fast packing things for the summer. And I think that'll be a nice build up into grand to grand. Um, I think it's for me because the pack is going to be so heavy compared to what I wouldn't normally have taken on any kind of any kind of run um it's going to be like testing the gear and um yeah also thinking about just the food um i think i'll really have to look into like you know what's what's the most dense food and like the weight of that measuring things out um again new skill set i i haven't been super dialed with a lot of that stuff <laughs> um for what i've done so far so um, yeah, I think like what I had planned for the summer anyway, will be a really nice build up to, um, a race like this. <laughs> Definitely. The, the food aspect is, is interesting because you see quite a wide variety of things that people bring and obviously like kind of just want to eat what you would normally eat for the most part, but also you got to factor in like the weight, like the, basically like the grams per calories that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's. I guess being semi-involved like in the through hiking, like fast packing world, it's interesting like what people can do to, to cut weight and bulk down so it fits in their pack better. But then also there's like this balance of like you can't just bring like I don't know the most calorie dense food because after a week of eating that you're just like oh kill me this is too much. You got to have some <laughs> some variety in there as far as like like uh, taste and also nutrient density. Yeah, and I like again. I mean, you've done long through hikes. Um, I'll have to talk to some more people about this, but. Yeah, it's like you don't, like you, you, like at Trans Rockies, they had everything for you. Like you could look forward to um different meal every day. I think that'll be something I just need to accept. It's like for a week, I'm just going to be eating the running snacks, you know, like these snacks that I may, or meals, dehydrated meals, maybe that I, that I might not uh, be choosing otherwise. But for a week, I think it's like, you can put up with that you know, and, and figure it out and then look forward to whatever the, uh, the post-race meals are going to be. <laughs> I guess you could just do tailwind all week, right? Like, and tailwind. All, tailwind all you need all start. week, really, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I think, I don't know, like personally, I just find the nutritional aspect interesting because it's like, okay, you got to recover every day. So you can't just have like sugar and crap at night. But then eventually at a certain point, like your mouth is going to just be burned out from just all like the acidity of the sugar and stuff. So you got to think about that as well. Yeah. And just it's desert running. I was looking at the course a bit. Sand. It's a lot of sand. It's going to be dry. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be wild. Yeah, I guess thinking about like like the high desert, like obviously you live like at what's what's flag like 6,500 feet? Oh, it's seven. So, so you're up there. Like that's kind of like where the course maxes out at around seven mm-hmm. to 8,000 feet. But like that, that dryness and the aridity out there is just, it's a different thing when you're in the sun. Like it might only be 70, 80 degrees, but it's going to like kick your butt just because you're at that altitude. Yeah, and I learned in Moab, um, I mean, I've been in Flagstaff for a bit, but yeah, out being out at Moab, it is so cold at night, freezing. <laughs> it was unbelievably cold. Um, Moab goes up to a little higher elevation, but um, yeah, with those clear skies and like that kind of crisp, dry air, like, yeah, it was just freezing. So I think that'll be another challenge, like having the right gear for the temperatures for sure knowing how to um switch layers out if needed during the day but like you're out there you know whatever you brought is what you brought and there's there's no uh there's no extra stuff for when you're freezing cold at night <laughs> trying to sleep so yeah i think that i'll have to do some some research into that and make sure i have the right gear i get cold fast so if i'm not you know after after long run you know and you're you're sitting in camp like yeah it'll get chilly so that's another uh challenge i'm looking forward to to solving <laughs> that is definitely something i always feel bad about when i'm out there at this race because like i'll be either in in my tent with my like sleeping bag and cot or in my truck with a, a nice pad and everything I'm like well i'm sleeping fine i also ate thousands of calories today and i'm not running 50 miles a day or something so it's a very different like i don't know it's a very different thing than just going car camping or just even camping mm-hmm. in general because like like you're saying, like if you pack the the lightest sleeping bag possible, but then you're cold at night, it's like, well, then you're miserable and you're not recovering and you're burning calories, shivering all night. And yeah, it just kind of like is a downward spiral at that point. Yeah. You lose so much energy when you're cold at night. I've done that. I've been there. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I was thinking about the course too, like you're checking it out and like you're not unfamiliar with the area by any means, like living in Northern Arizona, but have you done much sand running? Mm, well, there was actually a race in Oregon. It was a 50K, and it was mostly sand uh, at, on the coast. Um, at the time, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, yeah, different type of environment for sure. Uh, Oregon coast is not like the the desert here. I actually haven't been – I haven't done a lot on the North Rim, and I've only been to Bryce once. So, yeah, it'll be all new. I'm – yeah, really looking forward to the course. I know there's like really cool sand dunes. It ends at the Grand Staircase. There's like slot canyons, which are are really cool and very unique. Um, yeah, really everything about the course I'm re- I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there's a lot of highlights out on the course. Like obviously to connect things, like any race out here in the West, you kind of have to add some dirt roads in. But even the roads are extremely scenic. But then you get to these like super gems, like like Peekaboo Slot Canyon and the like the sand dunes in Canaver just they're insanely pretty and like I, I don't know I feel like I'm I'm very or we are both very like lucky to live where we live but then it's like these people come in from out of out of the country and it's like wow like, this is incredible because they are very unique like slot canyons are just incredibly unique and cool and mm-hmm. being able to run through that in a race environment is just 
fun, especially after camping essentially for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be nice. Um, I know it's like, you're kind of running through dark sky locations too. So the camping itself, camping spots is, it's going to be amazing. Um, and you don't get colors anywhere else like you do in the desert, um, at, during the different times of day. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be a real treat all week. That is a really fun part of, of the race. Like I was looking at a, a dark sky map the other week and it was interesting, like how many dark sky like reserves are just around like the race. And like when you're out there, like even when you're like in, like in the, the city of, of Kanab, it's just a little small town, but you can see the stars in the Milky Way just from there. So when you get out more remote, like towards the start at Marble Canyon or Coral Pink, you can just see the Milky Way blasting. And it is, it is incredible. It's so nice to see that. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's super fun just to camp out into the stars every night. Granted, you're in a tent, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know, I guess let's go, I don't know, let's go over your schedule you had for this year because you've done some some kind of I don't know, big events. You won URA 100, which is a pretty burly event. Like, So do you want to quickly talk about that for a second? Yeah, for 2023, started off in New Zealand, actually, did um some racing there mountain marathon and a vk and then went to cocodona like a 250 mile race did a i did a last person standing in june um what else oh the john cap is 50k which was kind of route finding i mean they gave us a route but it, a lot of it was like off trail stuff that was really unique and fun i'll definitely be back for that <laughs> next year and then yeah Uray, which was really intimidating um like my big that was my big scary goal for the year and it turned out really well just because of um the training that i did out in the san juans in the summer so yeah really happy with how that turned out what else trans rockies which was a stage race um run rapid run 100 again to to try to go back and improve but you know my i almost had the same time um as as 2022 which is interesting <laughs> um yeah and then yeah i think after that it was just a lot of like fun runs and pacing duties for the past couple of months which yeah lower pressure but still a lot of running still a lot of time on feet and then my last thing will be a road marathon so i think this year i've actually had the like most diverse kind of like range of uh race formats and distances which has been kind of um fun to see um yeah like i said i don't have the speed right now for a pr in the marathon but maybe sea level and some fast shoes will help we'll see <laughs> i have like a month until until that and i know my coach is going to add in a little bit of speed work so we'll see how it goes um mentally i think road marathons are challenging it's hard to get out of that I, like coming from indiana that was kind of like where my sister and i started actually road running and then um, you know, in that area, everyone's big goal, everyone talks about Chicago Marathon or Boston Marathon. So that's like, you know, the big thing people are typically working towards in that area where we grew up. Um, so that was kind of our background. You know, we ran at the dunes, but it was mostly like road running and we did do road marathons for a bit. So yeah, it's hard to get out of that mindset where it's like, you know, if you're not on pace, your goals are just, you watch them slip away. <laughs> over the course of 26 miles so the goal this time i think is just to actually um not care about that and just enjoy the time out there i think it'll be interesting to be running with thousands of people this is going to be the biggest race <laughs> that i've done in a long time and just in terms of how many people are going to be running and 
I'm sure I'll be surrounded by people the entire 26 miles. So yeah, it should be interesting. I think this year has been a lot of fun and um, yeah, I did a lot of climbing. So I feel like I um, leveled up in a sense for, for a different type of like slower running, but like um, a little more skill with like navigating and just like being better on sketchy off trail stuff. So looking forward to more of that in 2024 as well. It seems like you guys got out quite a bit this summer and just did some like a lot of long days out in the mountains, which was, it was fun to follow along, but it's like, man, some of that stuff, like it's so tedious. It's fun. Yeah. But it's tedious. yeah. And well, and then it's like, you get to a cliff and it's like, Hmm, I'm not, I'm sure if this is possible. <laughs> yeah, I think back to some of those runs this summer, and I'm like, if I did that, I can definitely do this thing that I'm in now. So, yeah, very, very helpful. Yeah, so I guess considering then, like, kind of the variety of things that you've ran over the years, like, like road marathons and then, like, just single-day ultras, like, multi-day ultras, like Trans Rockies, like, how do you think your pacing is going to be for something like this? Because honestly, like, I don't have much of an idea of how I would pace myself. I'd be like, oh, well, it's a 50K today, so I want to run it in four and a half hours. But it's like you can't do that day in and day out, especially in sand with a pack. So have you thought much about your pacing strategy for a week? Not a ton yet, but I think I'll need to, I think I'm just going to look at the course and kind of see what what the actual like ground is like for each day and then kind of go from there. Um, Yeah, it's like you can try to run... 50k pace every day and like maybe like that would be possible if you're feeling really good and doing eating the right eating the right way staying hydrated and getting you know a good amount of sleep restful sleep um yeah it's like a combination of all things i think and you have same with trans rockies like um i knew i needed to stay on top of everything and same with coca donuts like you need to stay on top of things as much as you can every day so that you can keep showing up for the next day so um yeah a little bit of that same approach but yeah i think i'm just gonna have to look at like what this what each stage looks like um and go from there and kind of see maybe set some maybe set some time goals and then go off of that um but yeah again i'm gonna need to be running with the pack with like the weight that i plan on caring to see how that actually feels because the yeah the pace is gonna be slower than what i might like to run say a 50k <laughs> or 50 mile in in a day so <laughs> yeah i guess carrying like 10 kilos or whatever on your back mm-hmm. is definitely gonna slow you down quite mm-hmm. a bit versus as, just yeah a as it gets lighter as the pack gets lighter throughout the week though like you know maybe hopefully if you're feeling good you can pick up the pace a bit <laughs> so we'll <laughs> see i don't know if it works like that because you're days into the runs now but yeah, we'll see. I definitely have to have to like test the gear and and see what the pace is like. Yeah, just thinking about that, then like, do you feel like you're a closer when it comes to events? Like at the end of Copadona, did you kind of like smell the hay and just go for it, or were you um, kind of fatigued at that point? <laughs> everyone's tired, but that's what you have to remind yourself if you're in a low. It's like, yeah, everyone's this many miles and this many hours into a race like this. Everyone hurts. Everyone's tired. Crews are tired at that point. But yeah, I think it helps. Like I really knew the course well for Cocodona. And once you get to Fort Tuttle, my plan was like to race. Like I wanted to pick up the pace and, um, you know, no, no time for naps, none of that nonsense when you only have 40 miles to go in, in a race that long. So yeah, that was definitely the plan. 
And my favorite part of the course is Eldon, um, the climb up Eldon to the summit and then the quick uh, jaunt down Eldon Lookout Road into into town. So, yeah, I just was really stoked on like that whole um, last 40 miles or so. I knew I'd have great pacers and everything. So, um, yeah, that was always the plan to like pick it up at the end. So it is interesting to think about like, well, you don't want to, you don't want to, I guess you don't want to conserve too much. Like, should you always be running? Like I wanted to run my best on each section, but it's like knowing that I wanted to like pick it up at a certain point. Like you got to save a little bit and make sure you're taking care of yourself to feel good when you get to that point. So you can actually accomplish that. So yeah, I mean, you just hope things are going well too. (laughs) Things could go wrong and you know, maybe that wouldn't, wouldn't have happened at the end of the race, but um yeah if you're you're kind of staying on your plan and doing things right um yeah hopefully you have those other gears to pick it up a bit i'm also curious with this like i haven't looked at a ton of the past results or anything or times for you know each stage so yeah it'll be interesting to maybe think about like the racing aspect i do feel like um it is a race but it's also just like a very cool week-long running experience where maybe you don't have to focus like maybe the competition is a little different where you're not so focused on the time or the place uh, where you are in the field and all of that um i think i do a good job of not getting too wrapped up in that and like for me this will be like a really new exciting experience I- i'll want to soak it in so i'm not going to be like so um you know only focused on the the, re- the performance results um aspect of of something like this so yeah we'll see <laughs> i'll do some research though i think that is kind of the cool part about the the race because like yeah it is a race for sure and like people want to go out and do well and everything but at the same time it's like man it's so freaking pretty the entire time where like most people have never seen the grand canyon so the fact they get to camp at the rim of the grand canyon and then run through the grand staircase and these really unique areas it's like how could you do something like this and not want to take pictures or just even stop for a second and enjoy the view? Cause like, I don't know I, I love running and love running hard, but at the same time, it's like, it's a beautiful spot. It's like, man, like just, just right. and in you'll, like, you'll never be there again in that moment. So like, I always, I remind myself of that too. Like I'm not going to get these moments back or these miles back at any point. So it's like, whatever you have to do to enjoy it right now, and, you know, sometimes that's running harder. Sometimes you really want the the end result goal. Um, but this, it's like, I think uh, I probably won't go in with like such a set expectation because it'll be new. Like, I don't know. I've never been out there. I don't, I, it's not like I can go off uh, my previous splits um, or anything like that. So yes, yeah, got to soak it in, savor the moment. Um, I'll probably bring my own camera as well. <laughs> You know, add that to your pack weight, add a little bit of camera yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah, add a little more weight, yeah. <laughs> like, just thinking about soaking in the moment, though, like you were saying, like, kind of a cool aspect of the race is that you don't really, like, you can't track it on your watch, and, like, there's not all these, like, distractions, I guess, and Colin and Tess really promote that, because it is kind of cool to be out there, and even when, like, you do have, like, a phone, like, with myself half the time, it's like, you don't really have service, so you are kind of disconnected, which is super fun because you can really just focus on spending time with people that you see at camp because you see the same 100-plus people every day, and you kind of like get to know them really well, which is super fun. So are you excited for that aspect of just kind of detoxing from oh, yeah. life? Yeah, I think that's a unique thing. Um, yeah, when I learned that it was more like a digital detox at this event, I'm like, oh, okay, challenging, but 
pretty cool because I think, and I like, you know, the social media and the media coverage and the live stream stuff. I like it to an extent, but yeah, sometimes that can be overwhelming. And I think that might put the wrong, sometimes can put the wrong type of pressure on like why people are doing some of these events. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it'll be a really refreshing to just forget all of that. You know, that's not a part of this type of this, this event in particular. And, um, I don't know. I got into ultra running because of people. Like I, I read books and everything. I was super inspired by like the people in the sport. So I'm really just looking forward to like, you know, yeah, meeting this smaller group that's going to, you know, step up to this challenge and be together all week. So um, yeah, I'm sure I'll meet some, some real role models out there. I think it'll be a good time getting to know everybody and um, kind of going through the same struggle all week. <laughs> Yeah, what is the quote? Is it like misery loves company? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying grand to grand is miserable, but when you are doing something challenging. It's, but yeah, it's... you you get closer faster when you're all going through something challenging like this. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you make a lot of good friends out of that because you are like mutually in the same challenge and you support each other and you want to see your neck now friends succeed at something and then vice versa. Yeah. And I that's what's been cool about, I mean, I've only done Cogadona as the only 200, but you know, a lot of those people do the triple crown and all of that. And it's like, you see the same people running them and they all know each other and they all share their stories and, you know, different strategies that, all, that different strategies that all work. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's going to be a great uh, community out at this event. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, even like from a non-runner perspective, like I've never ran the race before, but like the amount of people that I see at various events and just even running, like I've ran into people that have ran grand to grand while running at, in the grand canyon it's like it's, it's so random but like people you get to know someone really well because you spend all that time with them and you like not that you don't like at a i say a 50k it's like yeah you spend some time with somebody for a few miles or whatever but like when you're with them like day in and day out for a week and you can see them like just progressing and whatever and like struggling it it really does bond you a lot and it's really cool yeah i did notice that at trans rockies too and I feel like for the week we had a really tight knit group. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Definitely. So cool. We'll wrap it up here then, Sarah. Um, it's gonna be fun to have you out there and, and see how uh, how your training goes over the next year, getting ready for this, and, uh, and what your thoughts are afterwards. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm sure I'll be reaching out to you again um, to ask for some tips and stuff as we approach Grand to Grand. I know <laughs> I have some other people on on the list to chat with ahead of time. So yeah, looking forward to training and, and getting out there. Yeah. I'm excited for you to take on a, a new challenge. Not that Cocodona wasn't hard, but just something different. That's yeah, a little, something little different. different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll talk soon and um, good luck with your training. Thanks so much.